0: I, I had to laugh with the other podcast that I do. I wanted to record. We were talking about video game bosses, and so mm-hmm. I wanted to record a few bits of commentary from my daughters because they were working on um, Super Mario Brothers for the ah, Wii. Excellent. Yep. And the, the younger one decided uh, about a minute in that she'd said all she wanted to say and that whatever following commentary the older one would offer would be greatly improved uh, with the addition of better background music. So she turned her mic, pointed it right at the TV, <coughs> and then we get the. Well, uh, oh, then you get some background music. Yes, of uh, Mario
1: boing boing and dying yeah. and this. excellent. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's that's uh, yeah, that's uh, I guess that's the uh, end result of having siblings that uh, have a good sense of humour about things.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Scouting Stuff You Should Know. This is episode twenty-eight. Hooray! Yes, and uh, as you can hear, Colin is with us again. Hello, and of course, you got myself, Ken. Um, where to start with this one? Well, you know what? Framing. Um, yeah. So <laughs> context. Yeah, context. So it's been it's been a, actually a really crazy day for me. Just um, so. This was the weekend that we selected to take our Cub Scouts on a winter camp and, and that would have been enough in and of itself, but this wasn't actually, we didn't actually organize this camp and the Cubs didn't actually organize this camp. This was actually one of our scout troops that organized this camp. So they wanted to actually take on the challenge of planning and putting together and running a winter challenge camp for the Cub Scouts. So all the Cubs had to do was
1: essentially show up, with their gear, but the program itself was already laid out by the Scouts.
0: Yep. Our oh. gear and food for breakfast. Excellent. The meal uh, plan was for lunches and suppers together, but then okay. we each did our own things for breakfast.
1: Oh, that kind of falls in that Canadian path
0: requirements. Yeah. So, Yeah. No, I mean, in terms of, <laughs> if you want to think of it in terms of checking off requirements, these Scouts yeah. did very, very well for themselves for sure. Excellent. Um, so that was, we went down on Friday evening and then, so Saturday was kind of the main day for events. And you were telling me, uh,
1: before we started, uh, podcasting that, that this was uh camp woods, uh, for our listeners, that's South of Edmonton, about halfway between, uh, Edmonton and Calgary.
0: Yeah. We have uh, talked about camp woods before, I think with respect to beaverie. Oh, uh, okay. And, yep. but yeah, just, it's the, um. It's not the high adventure base that's in Pisa. Right. But it is still more of an adventure themed camp. So it does have the rope courses and the obstacle courses and the waterfront and climbing wall and archery range and all that good stuff. Not that we used a lot of that because, of course, <clears throat> some of that is a little bit more weather specific. Um, but, yeah, we did um, <clears throat> get out there and, you know, just kind of let the scouts run the show. I mean, we kept the cubs entertained for the mornings and then kind of during like lull periods but for the most part it was the scout show to to run and it was really I mean I uh I really like going to Camp Woods. It's uh it's a mm-hmm. it's a great spot. Mm-hmm. You know, just beautiful spot, great campground anyways. So, always nice to get back there. But uh yeah, and and I mean We just kind of, there were three scouters for the Cubs that were there, and we just kind of all fell into roles. Um, Mine primarily involved the kitchen, for example. Which kind
1: of, knowing what I know about you, does not shock me at all.
0: No, actually, and and that was really, really good, because I mean, like, I'd roll out of bed, and uh, one of the other scouters, um, because I guess he's like the coffee guy at Mm -hmm. his church for Mm -hmm. all of their functions, so... Fine, You know, you just set up that, uh, that old carafe and we'll let it percolate Mm -hmm. and, uh, away we go. Um, but then everything else falls to me. So, and and, I mean, you know what, it's just, it's just a matter of staging, right? Okay. Cook these things first, put them just in the oven on low heat and they'll stay warm and then do the meat and the eggs last eggs, very, very last. Mm -hmm. Nothing worse than gray eggs. Mm -hmm. But, uh. Everybody ate and was happy. So yeah. and there were no compl- no complaints. Nobody had to load up with ketchup to um, mask the taste of what you cooked. I mean, some people do like ketchup, but I'm not one of these. But yeah, no, it was good. And then Excellent. um yeah, that's good. But then also for when the scouts were doing their cooking for like the lunches and the suppers, right? Um I kind of just tended to be back in the kitchen uh sort of, you know, just I, keeping an eye on things. Yeah. And I mean, making sure nothing stupid was going on. Well, yeah. And I mean, as the scouter, you know, you're really not there to direct or hopefully you're not there to direct. Well, you're guiding at that point. Exactly. You're just, okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, you know, okay. At most you should be offering suggestion, right? Or if they have questions and you can try and help them arrive at an answer. Mm -hmm. You're kind of just there to supervise. Yeah. Make sure oh. they don't hurt themselves. <laughs>
1: Although uh, I'm, I'm probably quite certain that the, uh, the menu plan did not, uh, was not too elaborate now, was it? Um, but okay. So let's see.
0: <laughs> that required uh, yeah. a dutiful attention on lunch was all right. Lunch was just burgers and dogs, yeah. which is, you know, I mean, that's pretty, as long as you've got a good cooking surface. Yeah. Um, you can handle that yeah that's pretty easy stuff and they did. Stuff. they did actually really really well with that although the cleanup crew <laughs> forgot to clean up the uh <clears throat> the big uh grill chief we'd been using for the hamburgers oh yeah <clears throat> so it's a little messy yeah then they got to clean, clean up it, la- it up later <laughs> about a day later Oof. after it had been sitting outside minus 5 cuz that makes the grease so much easier to remove yeah <laughs> <clears throat> but um you know live and learn mhm valuable educational experience that. that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> but then the dinner menu was actually really really compli- complicated because and I mean on the one hand it shouldn't have been or it didn't seem like that when you looked at like the final product, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you looked at like the final product, it was basically just breakfast for dinner. Okay? Oh, okay. It so was like hash browns, bacon, sausages, eggs. Um, assorted fruits. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But if you've ever worked breakfast before, mm-hmm. this is actually, from a technical standpoint, it's actually kind of complicated to prepare because if you do it in the wrong order, then you either end up with gray eggs mm-hmm. because, of course, they've had to sit heating for too long. Right. Or you end up with dry meat because it's... The potatoes are the real killer here, right? Because potatoes just take so darn long to cook, right? right? Even hash browns take so darn long to cook. And that was actually the big slowdown for us or for them was getting the hash browns done. Um, I think they started them way too late. Oh. And then, so, you know, we had a lot of meat sitting and I mean, I showed them some tricks to try and keep it moist and I managed to at least, you know, say, okay, well, we should hold off on the eggs, hold off on the eggs. Yeah. And so, I mean, it did all come together, but I think they just completely underestimated how long it would actually take the darn potatoes to cook. Yeah. So dinner was about half an hour late in starting. And mm-hmm. then that kind of just cascaded. So I think we kind of skipped an evening activity and cut straight to campfire and mug up. Yeah. But yeah, <coughs> that's well, all right.
1: That's certainly a learning experience. Cause I, I, rem- I remember scouting events that, you know, uh, I misunderstand or miss, uh, uh, underestimated cooking times of things. Yes. And uh you know when you have limited supplies um and you underestimate things um the meal can go sideways really quick.
0: Yeah, and I mean okay, scout cooking is always interesting anyways because you can all you know <clears throat> to uh to paraphrase, you know, or to 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 butcher the whole Schrodinger's cat analogy. <laughs> with scout cooking you can often have food that is both burned and raw simultaneously. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, sorry, I stole that one from Scoutmaster CG podcast, so uh-huh. can't take credit <laughs> for that.
1: I was going to say, and we've had prime examples of that. Um, when we were in Scouts, we, oh, had, yeah. we had pancake balls. Mm. deep fried uh-huh. pancake <laughs> balls. I'm... I'm I'm pretty sure I've meant uh, we've mentioned this in the uh, previous
0: podcast. We've not really gone into detail about it, though. No,
1: but you know, nor do we need to no. suffice it to say that they're burnt on the outside and raw on the yeah, inside, and, uh,
0: and <laughs> liquid on the inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yes. uh, it's an interesting uh, experience. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'm actually honestly curious mm. how the how the lunch went. I had to leave early because, um, of course, my wife had a shift, right. and actually, it worked out rather well because there was another cub that needed to leave early. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cub that I like, I mean, I brought my daughter down and then I took one other cub in the car, mm-hmm. uh, and coming back, um, I took a different cub home as well. Um, but it worked out good cause yeah, she needed to get back to Edmonton well ahead of when everybody else did. Right. Um, cause she had a, uh, play, I guess she's part of it. It Was doing a rehearsal today. Oh, so just oh. like, all right, well, I'll uh, drop you off and then I'll just kind of keep going and yeah. Get home and yay win. Yep. So. Well,
1: <sighs> it sounded like you had a uh, very productive, very busy weekend.
0: Yeah, and I'll be doing it all again in a couple of weekends, yeah. taking the beavers out uh, in mid-December. Oh, uh, hooray. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Well, but I'm sure it'll be just as fun
1: or fun, but in a different kind of way.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're not going to Camp Woods. Couldn't get no. Camp Woods for that weekend. So we're going uh, to uh, Tangle Trees, the guide camp. Oh, uh, yes. But yep. uh, I've never been there.
1: So I'll be curious uh, to see how that. Uh, it's a good location. It's, okay. uh, it's it's suitable for beavers. It's uh, It's got cabins and that kind of stuff. So Yeah, I think I've rented uh, both halves of the double-sided one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a fully functioning kitchen, which is quite handy. Um, I suspect that, uh, although, you know, explaining the scout camp weekend was not... Uh, uh, it was kind of the lead into what we're going to talk about, right?
0: It, it is because I mean, there was a, uh, and actually I should pull up his name here just so I, you know, give credit where it's due. So there was a letter written, and this was actually on LinkedIn. There'll be a link in the show notes, uh, by a Trevor Nimegears. That's probably not how you pronounce that, but N-I-M-E-G-E-E-R-S. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was entitled, Open Letter to Scouts Canada and Why All Canadians Should Care. Okay, And I mean, the letter goes into a ton of different topics or quite a number of different topics. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to go into all of them here. There's one in particular that I wanted to draw out, but I think his intro is kind of interesting. I've always been intrigued, he writes, by the fact that scouts is an act of parliament in Canada. In 1914, the government of the land felt this organization was important enough to code it into the very fabric of our country. Wow, this is not just a community sports league. There is something underpinning this organization that's truly important to Canada. Scouting, like many organizations, has been faced with many challenges in recent years. Like companies, it sometimes feels like someone moved our cheese and we need to rediscover who we are, what we have, and where our value proposition is best expressed. Scouts Canada, like many nonprofits and corporations, has been struggling with this challenge. And uh, like I say, he goes into a number of different areas, but the one that I really wanted to focus on was his comments on technology. Mm-hmm. So he kind of prefaces by saying, use technology, then don't. As a longtime player, in the technology industry, actually, no, hang on. Let me just double check something because I think I might have omitted a paragraph here that I wanted to include. Nope. Okay. Never mind. I'm crazy. <clears throat> so, anyways, talking about the use of technology, he heads it, he titles, the, or he kind of subheads this use technology, then don't. As a longtime player in the technology industry, I was often consulted on technology decisions over the years. Automation can play a significant role in streamlining an organization for staff, volunteers, parents, and youth. From popcorn point of sales to safety management systems and online member management, technology can also play a key role in organizational transformation. And you know what? I am right with him there because I'm starting to get back in a Scouts Tracker. Um, They've made some revisions to its code base recently, so it's actually like speedy. Yeah, it's a more functional program. (laughs) Yes, I can use it a lot more effectively now. Um, and I mean, I have a square reader sits upstairs and then I only ever haul it out at popcorn time. Mm -hmm. My square account is linked to the group general account. Yeah. And, but you know what, that's convenient, right? Because, and you know what, this, the first year I used it, this was just at the office, Mm -hmm. but like this year too, it was family. It's just more convenient sometimes for people to whip out their card and pay for popcorn rather than oh gosh where's my checkbook and blah, 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 blah. or do I even have cash? Who has yeah. cash anymore? Yeah that's right <laughs> um, it still causes some headaches for the popcorn coordinator because then of course she has to be like by the way your order's $315 short mm-hmm. of cash and I'm like hang on let me check my square account yep there's $315 in my square account mm-hmm. uh, I'll transfer that to the group general account mm-hmm. okay <laughs> And then the treasurer, you know, then sends me, an email, being just like, why am I seeing all these deductions from Square? And I'm like, uh, they're not deductions. That's just the formatting. They're actually deposits. Oh, you're right. They're deposits. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, there was a lot of confusion caused by it, but on the other hand, at point of sale time, a lot of convenience to it. So yes. Anyways, I digress. Where did I leave off here? Right. Organizational transformation. Right. Use it well. But then also be clear when to put it aside. Today's world is inundated with connectedness and Scouts is one of the last pure places where our youth can shut it off and Uh take time to discover who they are. The digital natives desperately need to see a world where they are not connected and Scouts can play an enormous role in their journey and service this opportunity for many thousands of young people across the country. The organization must be creative, bold, and courageous. But if they tackle important challenges like this for the youth of our nation, growth will never be a problem. So why should Canadians care about this? Canadians should care, and I'm still quoting here, um, because I believe that for the first time in the history of our planet, our young people are facing something so pervasive and challenging That it threatens to consume them. Digital technology, mobile phones, iPads, TV, and an unending stream of popular media is flooding over them like a tidal wave. While we can't stop it, I believe we need to help them understand that a world without it does still exist. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, he's he references a handful of topics there. The uh, stuff like you know the digital native concept, right? Yeah. This younger generation, like I think we're probably the last generation of really digital immigrants because mm-hmm. you and I can remember a time technically the internet predates either of us, but you and I can yeah. remember a time where you know we didn't have the ability to get online or an online yeah. presence to speak of. That's right. Um, and and
1: I also remember like cell phones not being a uh, not everyone having a cell phone or. Or that kind of that right. kind of technology as well, right? And it was like you had to call the the landline, and yes. like interrupt dinner because that was the only time that you could get a hold
0: of people. Yep. And uh, <laughs> or like, I mean, I remember making calls home from CJ ninety seven uh, using my dad's calling card. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because that was punching in all the numbers at the payphone because payphones were still ubiquitous <laughs> back then. That's right. I know where to find one in Edmonton. (laughs) Me too.
1: Wow. Yeah. I I was going to say, uh, I've
0: walking into Walmart, I've seen one. Oh, I should look the next time I go to Walmart here. Yeah. Um, there's one in the basement of St. Joseph's college where we sometimes go to mass. Uh, okay. So, but, uh, you know, (laughs) it's certainly not as commonplace and everywhere as they used to be. But, you know, so, yeah, we're kind of the last real generation of, quote, digital immigrants, mm-hmm. unquote. And this younger generation now are really the first generation of digital natives. So they've never not, not- known a world where uh, <clears throat> always-on connectivity has yeah. been a thing. They've never not known a world. What it's like to be disconnected. And Exactly. And, I mean, most of them have been on screens mm-hmm. of one sort or another. You know, they, they have high level of familiarity with screens of one sort or another from basically the moment they can manipulate their, you know, consciously manipulate some, their own fingers basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's interesting is that he talks here about, you know, this whole concept of this, this inundation with connectedness Mm -hmm. and sort of this pervasiveness of, Technology in all of its different forms—the unending stream—he calls it. And it's just funny because you know some of the other podcasts I listen to. There's this concept that's been getting bantered around a lot, called the anima technica vacua. How good you Latin? Not very. Okay. <laughs> so, Speak it. <clears throat> but Don't yeah, understand. I can it. sing it when it's on a yeah, page. That's but... <laughs> a, that's essentially me, <laughs> right? Uh, I uh, I have a very limited grasp of it as well, but. So breaking it down, anima, um, you might recognize recognize that as the root of animate. Mm -hmm. So anima means soul, technica, technical, Mm -hmm. vacua, vacuous, empty, okay? So anima, technica, vacua, and given the fact that Latin runs kind of mostly backwards to how English runs, Loosely comes out as the vacuous technical soul or the empty technical soul and it was coined it's a phrase coined by a philosopher named Hans Urs von Balthasar Mm. in gosh I think this was in about the 80s and Balthasar at the time was mostly writing about um, stuff like well television and advertising and you know sort of the impact that that was having on society as it Mm -hmm. was really coming into its ascendancy. Mm Um, think of, you know, the medium is the message and critiques of that era. And it's something that he, and Balthazar does this a lot. He just like, he'll drop this profound concept into the middle of something he's writing and then never do anything with it. So he just kind of drops just, the phrase. He'll just throw that out there. Yep. And then he's, you know. he's he's terrible for mic dropping. Uh-huh. You know, he just like drops this thing that stops you in your tracks when you read it. And then you're just like, no, wait, come back. Tell me he, more. Yeah. <laughs> but well, why don't like, you flush this out a little bit? Nope. He's on to the next topic. Yeah. But I think that some of that concept is actually really kind of reflected here because there's almost this. And I mean, depending on, because Balthazar doesn't explain it, you know, depending on who else picks it up and runs with it, you know, you kind of see different explanations. But one of the ones that I think has found a little bit more traction for me, one of the ones that I've uh, gravitated toward related to what uh, the author here is talking about is that rather than, and you know, I mean, just in purely philosophical terms, rather than, you know, being a generation, which is oriented towards some search for deeper meaning and purpose, Uh you know, the digital native generation is very much um, ordered toward this sort of odd conflation of thought and action Uh that, you know, I mean, you know, just think about like, a day using your phone. Right. And you and me, we're probably no better for this than anybody else. Just, okay, well, let's see. Oh, okay. Someone sent me a message on Facebook. I'm going yeah. to do that. And, yeah. oh, Hey, that reminds me, I should mm. totally click on over to Twitter or whatever and yeah. check on something here. And, oh, geez, that's right. I got to put a calendar entry in for that. And, oh man, I'd better. And update then the work email fires off and the work email fires off. And, you know, you're not, <clears throat> you're doing so much, <clears throat> but there's kind of this, it just, meshes into this stream, right? You know, Mm -hmm. where your thought ends and your action begins kind of gets muddy Mm -hmm. and there's no real, there's a lot of work being done and there's a lot of thought being put into it, but at the same time, it's not really ordered toward anything. You know, you're Mm -hmm. not really, you're just, you're just running down a list basically, you know, Mm -hmm. you're not, uh, and at the end of the day, well, you've sent some emails and updated some calendar entries, Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you were to actually then sit down and reflect, okay, like, how's my day been? What well, did I actually do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
1: th- the quality of the the things that were accomplished wasn't high, but yeah. it was a lot of things.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, my day was exceedingly full, but what was it full of? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, like, I mean, obviously, it, so it's great when you can have kids get into pursuits like, even something like a sport, or like, you know, Taekwondo or, or even a piano lesson, something that just mm-hmm. takes that stream and throws a rock into it, right? Mm-hmm. Creates some ripples, gets them onto a bit of a different focus. And in a lot of ways, scouts can be, you know, just like the article says, can be a huge driver for that because... And we did this actually at the Cub Camp, mm. you know, uh, the Wednesday before when we had him at the meeting, when we were yep. going over the packing list, Yeah, we, uh, specifically called out the fact, Hey guys, no, uh, devices, <clears throat> no mm-hmm. phones, iPods, e-readers, laptops, iPads, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> no devices. And of course, some of the kids were trying to get around that. They're just like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, well, what if I bring a camera? And I'm just like, if you want to bring a camera that is not attached to a phone or media player, yeah. sure. Yeah. And a couple of them are just like, oh, nuts. Thought we had them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Scouter knows what you're on about. Yeah. But, um, and actually we did wind up just imposing a moratorium on cameras for this camp, mm-hmm. um, you know, for the scouts. I think... In future camps, I'd actually be happy to have some of the Cub Scouts bring out cameras that are just cameras Mm -hmm. because some of them do, I think, or could develop an interest in photography and I'd happily work on that with them and I'd happily let them document their adventures that they have. But I think we need to first sit down and have the discussion about, okay, now that you've taken this picture, what can you actually do with it? And more importantly, what can't you do with it? Yes. You know, we talked about that previously um, at the level of, you know, scouters taking photos, but mm-hmm. it's also a discussion that I need to have with my scouts. Mm-hmm. And so until I've had that chance to sit down and talk with them, <clears throat> we're not going to entertain the notion of bringing cameras. Yeah. Um, I had one beaver scout who did bring a camera to a meeting and ask permission to take a group photo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I had to give him the quick ten second Okay. It's just like, okay, once you've taken this photo, mm-hmm. You can share it with people who are, you know, in beavers with you Mm -hmm. and their parents, but that's it, Mm -hmm. right? Please don't share this outside the group. Yeah. Um, Because you know what? There were some people in the photo who don't actually have a photo release. Mm -hmm. I have about six beavers who don't have photo releases. Yeah. So anyways, digression. Um, So, you know, it can be a real experience and we had a little bit of that actually even coming into Camp Woods because while it was mostly um and I guess it's important to note too just to kind of explain the the geography of Camp Woods a little bit it's on Sylvan Lake now Sylvan Lake is certainly one of the more um Like there's been a lot of population built up around the lake. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. And so there's a lot of people got cabins. There's, of course, the town of Sylvan Lake and some of its little suburbs, Mm -hmm. Um, which again, lots of summer homes, lots of just Sylvan Lake is like the bedroom community to Red Deer. It is also that. And it's also just, you know, a summer destination for mm -hmm. the uh, for a lot of people who can afford Properties on cottages, like on a lakeside, $500,000 and
1: whatever. But uh, it's a fairly large body of water, too, in central Alberta. It's a nice lake. You don't often see that size of of lake
0: in in Alberta.
2: Mm, Well, unless unless you're you're willing
0: to go north, north, yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is its location is much more central. It's almost equidistant between Edmonton and Calgary. So Mm -hmm. it's just the destination. Mm -hmm. Well, in spite of the fact though, that it's as built up as it is, Camp Woods is relatively free of light pollution. Yes. So, I mean, when you're standing in the middle of McEwen's Landing, the big field Mm -hmm. in the dead of night and you look up, you can just start, if you let your eyes adjust, you can just start to make out that faint haze of the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. It's not a true dark sky preserve, but certainly, I mean, if you're used to, and Edmonton, Edmonton isn't the worst city on earth for this, but Edmonton oh, has a lot of light pollution. It's, it it it's does.
1: Pre, it's pretty bad.
0: Yeah, it, I, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying as one who's you know, and I mean. <clears throat> We've both granted. traveled a fair yeah. bit, so yeah. we've had the ability to
1: worse places.
0: appreciate the skies yeah. or the lack of skies yeah. in many large cities around the world. But, so, you know, <clears throat> you can still usually make out the Big Dipper in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. This yes. is not always true elsewhere. Yes, But, yeah, Edmonton does have a lot of light pollution, and so we had a little bit of that coming into Camp Woods, mm-hmm. where, um, you know, for some of our Cubs, it was like the first time out, mm-hmm. and they you were just they they just couldn't stop staring up, yeah,
1: it's like, yeah. oh my so, gosh, like look what is there it's a
0: it's a unique
1: experience if you've never had it before mm-hmm. if you've never seen that the the volume of stars
2: mm-hmm.
1: or stars in general or i I don't know, did you see any aurora while you were there? no, we didn't get any aurora no
0: no northern lights, no, no, that's too bad that that is too bad, but uh. But at the same time, you know, it was kind of this, and it illustrates too, you know, because I'm pretty sure I heard one cub kind of mumbling to himself, like, this is, this is so much better Mm -hmm. than the app, right? Because you can find all sorts of apps that'll like show you the star patterns that are ostensibly above you. Yeah. Hold it up and exactly. Um, But they don't really, you know, they can show you the technical Right, they mm-hmm. can show you, yeah, the technical arrangement of stars and what we identify the constellations as and where they are. Right, mm-hmm. all that technical stuff is there, mm-hmm. but the impact, the awe, the wonder, yeah, the app doesn't really transmit that the same way that standing out there in a field outside of Paley Hall mm-hmm. and just looking up, yeah, and seeing it all, yeah. Um, I was, I know this is not
1: um, well. It's, it's kind of scouting related, but like, and when you travel, um, and you have these experiences, there's, there's those that are trying to document the experience instead of just being in the moment and hmm. absorbing it. I've been guilty of that. Yeah. Um, and I think, um, for your cubs in this experience that that's kind of like having never done it or having never seen that um like the all the stars out and that kind of thing that's a new experience so and because they were technology free it wasn't like they were trying to to do something or see something they they were actually able to be in that moment and, uh, and yep. appreciate it for what it is
0: definitely and i mean it was you know and and this was the other thing that was really really good too because you know like we'd get them in the hall and like whether this was before breakfast or after mug up or Um, whatever else, you know, the kids, they had, some of them had journals, some of them had coloring books, some of them had just books to read. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, how often do you see a group of kids just sitting around playing crazy eights? Right. How often do you see a group of kids just um, because, because, and two, like, you know, just watching like little friendship dynamics form, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I mean, these kids, they've all been in Cubs together, but they're always doing activities. Well, now they just have an opportunity to just socialize be, and yeah, to just be in a room with each other yeah. and interact. Exactly. And then just figure out something fun mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we had a couple of decks of cards and someone brought exploding kittens. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Why not? Uh-huh. I guess so. Yeah. Taco cat was of particular amusement. <laughs> I bet I'm a palindrome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like it was just it's just fascinating to watch, right? Mm-hmm. To watch all of these kids who, yeah, know technology in and out, um, <clears throat> just have to unplug. Yeah, and. Admittedly some of them struggled with it. Mm-hmm. Like we had I one. bet you there's adults out there that would have, would struggle with
1: it too, but I mean like these yeah. are this is the generation that we were talking about that exactly.
0: was was and we had this one boy who um cuz I mean like let's face it it's a scout camp so mm-hmm. the wiring's going to be up to code mm-hmm. but stuff like the telco you know might be a little bit jury-rigged. Mm-hmm. So like there was just kind of inside the wall there's like you can see okay there's a there's a telephone drop mm-hmm. not that there's a phone plugged into it but there is a telephone drop but yep. it's kind of just hanging there by yeah. its wires yeah and then you can see the little panel where it's wired in so yeah. there's one guy and i mean he is this kid actually is pretty tech savvy yeah um but uh like when we were doing joda jodi um when he got bored from IRC, well when he got bored of IRC or when he got punted from an IRC channel for spamming, because if someone didn't reply, he would like shoot off five messages rapidly. And then the moderators would be just like, uh, stop spamming the channel. And then he'd keep sending messages, stop spamming the channel. Keep sending messages, punt. <laughs> so then he'd have to cool his heels for five minutes until the uh, IP address unlocked and he was allowed to log back in. Uh-huh. But, That's you know. Funny. The first time he did, the first time it happened to him, I caught him like he just pulled up a text editor and it started writing batch scripts Mm -hmm. on on my computer. (laughs) I'm like, hey, hey, no, 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 (laughs) none of that. (laughs) But uh, so, I mean, the kid's very technically savvy, but, you know, like he sees this hanging phone drop and he's just like, I could fix that. Or we found even like um, (laughs) some of the uh, screws on the electrical, like on the 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 plates mm-hmm. around the electrical sockets. Mm-hmm. Some of the screws had started to you know, like, he'd worked a couple of them out. Oh boy. Uh, just things like that. And we're just like, okay, <laughs> we love your fascination, but please <laughs> don't touch the yeah. electrical outlet. Please don't touch the electrical outlets. And if you're ever in the future, Jeez. touching an electrical outlet, <coughs> find a big person and find the fuse box. <laughs> please just please. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't mess with the 120 oh, volt man. circuit, please. Thank you. Brutal. <laughs> um, and I mean like, you know, it's not like he was doing this in plain sight right? I like think he was kind yeah. of, these, these were the outlets that were more out of the way So we sneaking yeah. off to do this and we're just yeah. like, okay, come on. You and I both know why you chose this outlet. It's the most out of sight of all of them. So you yeah. know, you're not supposed to be doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, love your fascination. Electrical yeah. circuits are cool. I'm a, I'm a computer yeah. engineer, of course. Yeah. Electrical, I love electrical circuits. Yeah, but please don't do this. Yeah. Don't play with that one, okay? Um, but at the same time, like, so I brought out, you know, like my flashlight, mm-hmm. and it's a Duracell flashlight designed by someone who obviously loves the Type Two Phaser from Star Trek because it very it has a it has a very like strong Star Trek Next Generation Type Two yeah. Phaser esque shape. Yeah. Now, the thing... I mean, it's got a built-in battery, so I can't change the battery, but it is rechargeable. And it's nice, because I can just plug it in. Mm-hmm. I All think right. it takes about a day to fully charge. But whatever. I just plug it in, and it, uh, it'll it last me. You know, it's good for, like, you know, a camp then, basically. Mm-hmm. But thing about it is... And, you know, I almost forget these other dials on top are here. Yeah. But it does have an AM-FM radio with analog tuning. Yeah. Okay? So... Um, I have one and that we actually have a pair of these. So I took one for me and then I gave the other one to my daughter, mm-hmm. you know, cause she was on the camp and they've gone device free and they've been having a good, a uh, good time. And it was just as we were breaking out for mug up. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'd gotten there and everybody had set up camp we were just sleeping in Paley hall. It's a big open room. Um, no bunks. We were just on the floor. That's fine. Mm hmm. Um, so everybody had gotten set up and they, you know, some of them were in PJs and some of them were contemplating getting in PJs. Everyone had had their hot chocolate and a bit of a snack. Yeah. Uh, so we're just kind of taking some downtime and then all of a sudden I hear, um, way down we go by Kaleo (laughs) and I'm like, okay, well, I like this song. Like, I mean, I have that album. It's a good album. I like that song. But, um, we so shouldn't f- be hearing music at <coughs> well, this. Well, my per- first thought is that you know, because sometimes, like I mean, I've been listening to some music yeah. with my daughter on the way down. Yeah, you know, just in the car. And sometimes, um, <clears> your player will. Yeah, like I'll just pocket dial I'll, your player. I'll pocket play, basically, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, like I, I have a passcode, so I don't usually pocket dial. Yeah, but like on the pant, like some pants just have like a thinner bit of fabric between. Yeah your leg and whatever's in the pocket. Yeah. Um, it's not usually a problem in my jeans, but in the pants I was wearing, um, yeah. it was. So yeah, it's just and like a it,
1: pocket playing. Or yeah, I po- yeah.
0: So I'm like, yeah. Oh geez, is that my phone?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, no. Okay. Where's that coming from? And then all of a sudden I see this cause it's got this little antenna that pulls out of the base, right? Mm-hmm. Out, of mm-hmm. out of the butt, mm-hmm. uh, stock. <clears throat> And uh, all of a sudden I see this little antenna sticking up from like the middle of a card game that's going on. Mm -hmm. I'm like, who's, what's going on over there? And they're just like, she let us play her flashlight. I'm like, (laughs) on the one hand, and you know, that was the thing. It's like, on the one hand, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've really, I've been of two minds just reflecting on this and I still can't really decide where I come down because like on the one hand you have a bunch of youth who are so used to, I'll just put it on the table there, uh, you have, who are so used to having, you know, the the devices that presumably they do have, you know, significant media libraries. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're so used to having that, that, you know, it's just, oh, hey, well, we have a radio here. Let's turn it on. yeah. So on the one hand, it's just like, well, I mean, okay, they're kind of skirting around the no device policy. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, where in 2016... But at a no devices camp, are you going to find a bunch of eight to 10 year olds who think an AM FM radio with analog tuning is the awesomest thing going? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like I just.
1: (coughs) I really, I mean, it's that that's one of those things that, yeah, I can see why it's hard to kind of.
0: I, I don't know where I come down on that
1: because music is. I mean, I mean music is uh, is fun to have at yeah a, at any event, really. Like it's mm-hmm. it's just kind of that absence of sound, right? Exactly.
0: And music can be music can be like it's one thing if you're just chilling with your phones in, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got your headphones in and you're just out in your own little world. Mm-hmm. That's more of a problem. Something like this, where it's you know playing just songs off the radio mm-hmm. in the middle of a game of exploding kittens. Yeah. All right. That's actually like their music is more communal, right? It becomes yeah. the shared experience and it can yeah. add to the environment. So I guess, yeah, I mean, all right. And at the same time, it's just like- But didn't we say no devices? Yeah, but why? Oh, <sighs> of course you're playing with the one gadget that actually <laughs> does things. I should have just <laughs> brought my light. I wish I could find it. <laughs> yeah. But- uh I mean, coming back to this too, it's, it's interesting too, right? Because there's sort of this, and like if you follow Scouts Canada's Twitter, Mm -hmm. it does sort of go back and forth between almost what seem like two extremes because- Use technology, don't use Well, that's the thing. Like you can find, like if you look at the Scouts STEM hashtag, right? Mm -hmm. Lots of stuff. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I love doing- STEM stuff with the scouts, mm-hmm. whether that's the board games or the video conferences we do, or like I've got permission again from Richard Secord to use either their Chromebooks or their library computers. Yeah. If you know, because I mean, let's face it, it's Edmonton. It's like the northernmost major city in Canada. It get cold. <laughs> it yeah. can get real cold. Yeah. And if we happen to have a cub meeting on a night where it's like minus 30 outside, well, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, doing an outdoor event for 90 minutes Man. is not really going to be a thing. It's not necessarily uh. in the cart. No, especially because it's dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 90 minutes outside and minus 30 in the dark, generally speaking, not fun, angry letters from parents. Yeah. And frozen kids. Mm-hmm. But, so, so, you know, on stuff like that, sure, we'll bring them in and we'll do a STEM thing, right? So, I mean, maybe I'll have them do the BitsBox programming or I'll introduce them to Scratch or something like that, right? Like, yeah. <clears throat> that's on the books and it's planned. And we do other stuff. We do <clears throat> sciency stuff all the time. But at the same time, especially with the outdoor adventure skills, a lot of focus now on getting them outdoors. And so it's kind of funny to watch the Scouts Canada Twitter. And I don't mean this as a criticism, but it is kind of funny, you know, it's mm-hmm. <clears throat> to watch them move between really emphasizing the scout stem stuff to really emphasizing the outdoor stuff. Mm-hmm. And then me as the scouters kind of taking one step back and being just like, all right, now I got to make both of these work together somehow. Yeah. We need to do science and technology outside. Right. And I mean, you know what, for some of the, for some things that's fine. Right. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes there's like really great events around the use of technology. Joda Jody, mm-hmm. for example. Yep. So uh, where, you it's know, a fine example, yeah, actually. where you're, you know, deliberately going out to mm-hmm. get your scouts on the internet. And mm-hmm. some groups make a big deal out of it. We were talking to this one Australian troop who were camping on a beach and they just had like all their tents set up around a mobility hotspot, right? Yeah. So they could <clears throat> do, do, you the, know,
1: do this Joda Jody thing. From yeah. a warm beach. Yeah, well, because that's Australia. what you do in Australia. Yes, <laughs> <I guess> so <laughs> and then when you're not chatting with other other scouts, you throw your surfboard in the ocean and you go for a yeah go for a quick surf.
0: <laughs> yes, and throw something on the Barbie <laughs> for dinner. But and actually, a lot of the groups around the world that we did talk to had made you know a weekend camp out of it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe that's something I'll look at doing next year as well. Not that yeah, I mean it's October, so we can't really. There's no beach within an easy driving radius that would be useful to us, <laughs> pleasant to be on <laughs> in October. <laughs> but uh, maybe, maybe we could like uh, rent out the Lansdowne Hall or something and just yeah. camp indoors for the...
1: Well, it, there's a kitchen. It'd there. be interesting to see if like uh, uh, the couple of scout camps that are in the area, so the wood camp woods or pool. camp woods or Ernest Pool. That's true yeah, too, if they have internet connectivity and if not like actually, i'm sure you could you could probably set up a hotspot and
0: actually do that, it yourself. Uh, the other akela um the other akela who uh did you ever do any activities out at the van Eze camp no it's it's uh it's it's um i think it's run by the moravian church where is and it it's, located it's east of edmonton along highway 14 No, we've, I know the scouts have gone there a few times because again, like it's just a big camp and Mm -hmm. it's, it's, or it's built up as a youth camp for the Moravian community. Mm -hmm. So you get a lot of the, uh, so, I mean, similar to like a tangle trees, you know, Mm -hmm. it's got a bunch of cabins and then sort of like larger hall type facilities because Mm -hmm. they also want to cater to like the business community. Right. And it's also got like, you know, bunk houses and then it's also just got spots to be outside. Right. But. Uh the other Akela was saying that um, <clears throat> one of their newer things, they'd kind of built up this one cabin that's like <clears throat> centered on a media center. Oh, Interesting. So that would be an so, option, maybe. Go so you can.
1: So you can get your high-speed internet. And yeah, get
0: the connectivity. Not that you need particularly high, high speed, speed for Joe to Jody. It's just right. IRC It's text. Right. But yeah, point point being, you can get out there. We could have a connection. The connection, and then we could still have the kids do- in a campish environment with yeah. bunkhouses and kitchens, and
1: <laughs> yeah, and they could do other things there too. It doesn't exactly. just have to be a,
0: a, sitting on. Uh, Exactly. We could like split them up into groups and like have, you know, one group indoors, one group outdoors, and then just cycle them off hour hour to hour. Because it's not good to be sitting down in front of a computer for 10 hours. (laughs) Yes. But. uh, Much like work. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I I think the main thrust, and I think that's why he subheaded that use technology then don't, is that, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, within scouting, you can definitely have lots of opportunities to... to just to, to use technology as part of the scouting adventure, right? Whether that's a Joda Jody or whether that's popcorn sales or whatever it might yeah. be. Right. Well, I mean, we,
1: we're using technology now to put out our podcasts. Yeah, so, well, I there mean, you go. Right.
0: I, use and, it and don't. And it's a wonderful blend of old and new technology, yeah, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. cardioid mics have been around forever. XLR yeah. cables have been around forever. What's new is, of course, now you got the mix port and the mix board with the USB output that's going into my gaming laptop. Yeah, where you know then it's recording and I do all the post processing, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, totally. And and I mean, when I do a test listen of this, mm-hmm. it's on my phone, Bluetooth to my car stereo, and yeah, you know, away you go. So yeah, old and new technology, and and the use of technology to further scouting. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's no opposition to that. And that's a good thing, right? Because we do, if scouting's mission is to prepare youth to be, well, A, the best versions of themselves they can be, Mm -hmm. but then also B, that in a way that, you know, maximally contributes to the society that they're going to emerge into. Mm -hmm. Well, then obviously technology needs to be a part of that. But at the same time, realizing that, yeah, like, the technology only goes so far, right? And that's that anima technica vacua. That's mm-hmm. that experience of the the difference between seeing the constellations in your app yeah. versus standing yeah. outside in a dark field yeah. and seeing them
1: live. Yeah, and just being in that moment and, and witnessing it. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, just actually then, then, only then realizing the sheer depth Of that experience And why Yeah Right Like Because I mean like If you just look at the constellations on paper You're like okay yeah It's like connect the dots with stars I can That one kind of looks like a horse I guess
1: Yeah This looks like a big ladle
0: Yeah It's like I mean I guess You could kind of draw a bear shape around that Yeah But like I mean let's face it Some of the constellations Like Orion looks kind of like a guy with a bow But Ursa Major is a little bit of a stretch yeah. to to really see the bear there. Yeah. And so if you're just looking at it, again, at that technical level, at that empty technical level, mm-hmm. you're not really, you don't really understand. But then you stand out in the field mm-hmm. and you see the Big Dipper and you see the North Star. Mm-hmm. You see Orion and you're just like, I get it. Yeah. I get it. And And some of
1: the skill sets though, like that scouting utilized or like, and the, 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 it's like the, the, uh, map and like the one that keeps coming to my mind is like map and compass, uh, compass reading. Yeah. Yeah. Very useful, very useful because, you know, cell phones can only cover so much distance. Yeah. Google maps is only good when you have, a some sort of cellular connection Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we're spoiled in Alberta because yes. Alberta
0: has amazing good coverage. <laughs> uh,
1: except if you get north of Cold
0: Lake, <laughs> okay, <laughs> off of uh, off of uh, you're off of any major highway. You're uh, um, well. You and my sister would know that. But yes, the average
1: Albertan is not going to have that experience. Yes. Get but, on Highway 818 somewhere between uh, Lac La Biche and uh, Conklin, Alberta, and you you will find that you have absolutely
0: no. Cellular coverage. <laughs> Fair enough. No, the point I was building toward, like yeah, if you do look sorry. at like the cellular coverage map of Canada, Alberta sticks out like a sore thumb. Yes. All right. Everything yeah. else is concentrated right near the US border because mm-hmm. that's where like 90% of the population is. Mm-hmm. In every other province, that's where the majority of the coverage is. But yeah. then Alberta, just because of the sheer amount of oil and gas development, has pretty significant coverage. It needs to have that <laughs> cellular coverage
1: yeah. because that's how uh, control networks are talking to... <laughs>
0: engineering firms that are ours do yeah. yeah yeah and but i mean equally like when i drive to bc right when i go visit family out in vancouver mm-hmm. well geez i mean you know you get on highway 16 and then it turns into highway 5 mm-hmm. right kind of takes you south from uh vale mount towards vancouver right through Kamloops, mm-hmm. and yeah i mean there's lots of spots In those, in that gap between the mountains that you're threading, where it's just like dead, yeah. Phone, (laughs) there (laughs) is nothing. I do, yeah. Your phone's just like, yeah, sorry, sorry, dude. Yeah, (laughs) I'm just a fancy iPod right now. (laughs) That's right. Um, so yeah, it is still good then to be able to at least read a map. If not, yeah, use a compass to draw a bearing. I mean, Mm -hmm. hopefully. I think, I think for me, like one of the more important skills that I got out of scouting was the fact that, you know, I can study a map of an area and just kind of figure the rest out, right? Yes. And be just like, okay. You've got the mental mm-hmm. map in your head. Yeah. It was really useful. Like when I was traveling, you know, in the US back when I was still working for Honeywell because yeah, it's like, okay, well, I know I got to fly into Salt Lake City and the airport's roughly here and okay, there's the highway and there's the highway and there's where it merges to the other highway. And I know Mm -hmm. I got to follow that highway most of the way. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can do this. Right. And so as long as I'm, you know, as, as long as kind of what I've seen on the map matches kind of what I'm seeing out the windshield in front of me, Mm -hmm. it's all good. Right. I've still got the map. It's still sitting here over on the passenger seat. If I need to pull over and, you know, figure out where I am, Mm -hmm. I can do that, but that's certainly just the ability to kind of read a map, internalize enough of it, and Mm -hmm. then just go right and have a reasonable confidence in that knowledge to get to my destination. That's a very valuable skill to have. And it's not an innate thing.
1: No. Um, The other thing is technology can fail you. Like it's not just like,
0: yes. Well, how many uh, GPS disasters have we heard of? Well, yeah.
1: And I'm not even thinking of that. I'm just saying like in general, um, you Um, GPS is being one of them though, but, uh, you know, you have, um, you know, having your camp stove, for example, if, you know, you've, you're without electricity, you know, Mm -hmm. at least you can boil water or, you know, continue to survive a little bit with, with, uh, you know, um. a, a stove of your, uh, of your own as opposed to, you know, being inside the house, you just have to go outside, but.
0: Well, that's the other reason I like this. The radio flashlight, flashlight, yeah. Because crank. Yeah. It's yeah, got the. It's got a crank underneath. Yeah. A crank charger. So, I mean, <clears throat> you know, versus my mag light. If the batteries mm-hmm. die in my mag light, I hope I have more batteries. Yeah. This thing. It's got its <clears throat> own generator. Flickers right out. Now. Then, yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to hurt my arm doing it, right? Yeah. You know. Two, uh, two revolutions per second for 10 minutes to get a half an hour of use out of it. Yeah. But at the same time, I have power. Then you have something, right? Yeah. As long as my arms work, I have power. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's a useful thing. Um, because yeah, batteries run out, especially Mm -hmm. in the cold. Batteries tend to fail rather hard. Mm -hmm. Um, we had another funny example. The, uh, the other Akela who was out at the camp was... Uh, She got a message from one of the scout leaders just concerning an issue that we were having. And she taps me on the shoulder and she's just like, You need to take a look at this. And she goes to show me her phone. And literally, the second I put my eyes on her screen, Mm -hmm. battery gone. Phone was toast. Mm. (laughs) Or, well, it it wasn't toast, but it was, you know, like the battery ran out at exactly that second. Yeah, it
1: needed to be on a charger at that point. And
0: she's just like, Really, really? It had to happen right now? Yeah. that's how these things go, I guess. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so
1: technology. Use technology. it and don't.
0: Use it and don't. Know when to use it. Yeah. And teach the use of it very well. But then, yeah, definitely. But also
1: teach the use of not using it.
0: Exactly. You know, and I think, because, you know, this is, a, this is a discussion I've had with a few people and it's a discussion that's gone in a lot of different directions. But there's always that question. And he asks it too in the article. You know, what... Uh, what does scouts need to do to continue to be relevant? Mm. And I mean, there's a lot not to sound like Kenny Rogers, but you know, you, there there is a certain element of, you got to know when to go one way, but also not to. Right. Like, I mean, certainly, and certainly in terms of this, like it certainly, you know, we have to, scouts does have to keep up with, you know, keep up with the times in a certain sense, right? Because, you know, especially with like technology, I mean, obviously that's stuff we do want to incorporate into our program where we can Mm -hmm. and we want to keep up with it. But at the same time, we don't necessarily just want to, we don't want to just entirely conform to the prevailing trends in society because then Mm -hmm. we're just a community group that makes its members dress funny. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. we, I think scouting can really thrive when it can take, you know, stuff like this technology, take, you know, all of the new and exciting developments that society brings us, mm-hmm. but then also kind of fall back on this other set of principles that offers a very different and for some people increasingly rare experience right mm-hmm. yes. you know a different way to experience the world mm-hmm. right
1: yeah when you hike into that uh that uh, secluded mountain lake and you're you know you're at a higher elevation you you navig- negotiated some chains and you're you're you've cli- you've uh, had a m- massive elevation gain and you're kind of on top of the world looking down and, and, uh, you, you want to, you want to be able to appreciate that moment.
0: It's just not the same as 3d view and Google earth. It's no. just not. And you know, it's, it's that it's the ability to, you know, fall back on being able to take all of these experiences that you can have at a technical level and make them vividly real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and that is something that's scouting, does exceptionally well, should continue to do exceptionally well, and should mm-hmm. pride itself on the fact that it's very, very different from, you know, <clears throat> where the trend of society is going. We should mm-hmm. pride ourselves on the fact that we encourage our youth to disconnect <clears throat> when in every other aspect of their lives, mm-hmm. even now at schools too, with like the bring your own device stuff,
2: mm-hmm. they
0: don't, you know, everything is being dri- I mean, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I can see a lot of the benefits of it, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the schools around here have gone to Google Classroom. Right. So, <coughs> which is, I mean, for like keeping the parents kind of involved, mm-hmm. it's helpful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't, I, I don't have kids. Uh, so
1: you might have to flush this it's, idea I mean, out a bit for me.
0: Google Classroom and uh, is kind of a tie to the, uh, like, I guess they call it G Suite now because some poor naming person got fired mm. uh, <laughs> or some poor marketing person got fired i yeah. hope uh i don't hope no one should get fired but you know like g suite really mm-hmm. anyways google docs google drive google sheets slides you know their their whole yeah. office suite right yeah um so basically what google classroom does is it's kind of an extra layer on top of that which basically uh uh, there's a whole grabbing kinda, of stuff. Dude. Yeah, I, I teachers kinda, can assign assignments and youth okay, can, you so, know, check their assignments, and so parents can like, check on student progress, and
1: it's like the virtual, mm-hmm. like instead of, um, I guess it would be,
0: it's uh, not quite like a report carding system, but it's yeah, just but
1: all the work that you're doing if you're doing it on the Google Classroom can be evaluated by the teacher who has, yeah. has active permissions to the children's accounts so exactly. that they can see what's going yeah, on.
0: Yeah, sort of like that. Yeah. It's, okay. it's kind of. I kind of get a. Yeah, I can't explain idea. it all that well, but because okay. we're just getting used to it, my gosh. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, like, you know, and so the students do a lot of their work now through the Google suite. Right. Which, and again, that's all then tied into Google Classroom. So it's, I mean, on the one hand, it's neat mm-hmm. because it does allow the conscientious parent to really be, Involved, Involved. yeah. In a a positive way. Yeah. But on the other hand, it could also be easily abused. You know, a parent could be involved in an overbearing way too. Mm -hmm. Um, There's not really any way for, uh, if a teacher's on the ball in terms of making sure assignments and everything are updated in Google Classroom, it's not like, you know, the kid can be just like, no, I don't have a math assignment due tomorrow. What? What are Mm -hmm. you talking about? (laughs) But that, and that's, you know, that that can have good and bad outcomes, right? Right. Um, So, but just, you know, the kids all have, and again, like- talking to my neighbor he had one kid who used his suite of google apps mm-hmm. to um he was working on a project using the scratch programming framework which uh, they had introduced at the school that my neighbor mm-hmm. was principal at
2: mm-hmm.
0: and he would like send his work home and then he would just, if scratch is free mm-hmm. you know it's produced by MIT. Mm-hmm. So he had it at home and he would just pick up and run with it, send it back to school. And he would just kind of keep on working on it. And then at mm-hmm. the end of the year, he had this massive project to show off that he was really proud of, mm-hmm. built himself a little game. So, I mean, on the one hand, it enables things like that, but on the other hand, now, you know, your students are coming to school and they've got their Chromebook under their arm and it's just connected, connected, connected. Mm-hmm. There's not really any of that. It's just all that technical. Mm-hmm. And there's not really that technical. Disconnect point. So, um, or like another thing that's really, really handy, you know, when I was trying to organize <clears throat> use of the library computers at the school where the Cubs meet, I'm mm-hmm. um, just like, so, you know, what's involved in this? And the principal comes back and she's just like, well, you know what? How many of your Cubs are <clears throat> students of the Edmonton Public School Board? Not just our school, but anywhere in EPSB. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, I don't have an exact number, but a lot of them. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, their logins will all work in the library.
1: Well, there so you I'm go. Like,
0: problem solved. Problem solved. And she can set up guest accounts for the ones who are like in the yeah. Catholic schools. Yeah. But it's just like, so on the one hand, you know, my kid, not my kid, but like a cub yeah. who goes to say the school three blocks away yeah. instead of the one we're meeting at can still just walk into their library and sit, sit down, down in front of a computer, log, log in them. and yeah. just away we go. Yeah. That's useful in this <clears throat> context, right? Because it allows us to- how many mm. students would
1: need, like, need to be able to do that? Or, like, right. you know, just in general, it's mm-hmm. like, that, that's a really cool, the way, mm-hmm. you know, it's the Edmonton, yeah. Edmonton Public School
0: Systems has their logins set up is great. Cause that's, well, I mean, they- like, it's actually, that's a pretty standard behavior yeah. for, you know, <clears throat> a, a domain environment right, right. And this is you know me yeah. and my it experience talking yeah. now that's not an uncommon behavior in a domain environment right right if all of edmonton public is like uh, this master domain <clears throat> so that's not really surprising mm-hmm. to me but at the same time yeah what's the use case here exactly yeah, like, but hey in this particular case we actually did find a use case mm-hmm. um but at the same time these kids are constantly connected. Yeah. And so it's really great to be able to offer them the ability to <clears throat> disconnect. And this camp was a really illustrative thing for that because it was amazing just how quickly they just got back to just being kids, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like <clears throat> when we were growing up playing, you know, mm-hmm. it took all of a few minutes mm-hmm. to think of some new thing to play mm-hmm. to entertain ourselves with for potentially hours. Yeah. And <clears throat> really great to see that happen again, right? So, the <laughs> just throwing
1: it out there. Do you think it uh be harder to disconnect the older you get? Um like for this generation, you know, you you <laughs> Uh, spend all of this time connected. And I mean, we're dealing with a pretty young group now, but I'm just saying like the kids that maybe aren't in the scouting program and uh, don't get those experiences and are connected throughout their lives. As an adult, let's just say hypothetically, they go on some sort of weekend retreat or whatever, and it's like no, no technology, no cell phones. How many of them do you think could do it and be okay or like would have a, a bit of a nervous breakdown kind of thing about hard to say, right? Not,
0: not having Mm -hmm. hard to say. I mean, you know, clearly my most techie cub was trying to unscrew electrical outlets away from the view of everybody else. So obviously there's an issue there, but at the same time, um, it was just the bottom screw Mm -hmm. and you didn't actually pull the wall plate off. Mm-hmm. And you know, when it came down to like the card games and everything else, he could still get right in there. And he, yeah, actually, he had brought out his idea journal and he was yeah. scribbling stuff down in it. Yeah. So, you know, for him at least, okay, he was pretty much fine. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Well, um, but I mean, like, I, I guess, like uh, with anything else, it's.
1: <sighs> and I'm not saying like these yeah. kids. I'm saying I'm saying like <laughs> people in general. Like mm-hmm. once you get. It, you're you're absorbed you're mm-hmm. connected all the time you're inundated with media uh, social media mm-hmm. updates um you know this person tweeted this uh yeah. you know you get your snapchats whatever
0: well and that's the thing yeah. unfortunately with a lot of social media right there is a bit of an addictive element to it mm-hmm. right because you know whether it's a retweet or a like or a comment or um you know, you get snaps from the people that you really, really want to get snaps from, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there is sort of that, there is a bit of that addictive element to it. And I mean, it's kind of the same psychology that goes into like, you know, um, designing video games like Halo, right? Mm. Halo can tell you the best story in the world. I love the stories in the Halo games, mm-hmm. but those stories are kind of secondary next to the fact that the mechanics of the game have to give you that little adrenal hit yeah. of fun every yeah. 30 seconds. Right. Yeah. So, you know, every 30 seconds when you're playing Halo game, a Halo game, something is going to happen. Right. Yeah. Whether it's uh, an enemy that starts shooting at you and you have to duck behind cover or whether it's like some little quick time event or something's going to happen mm-hmm. every 30 seconds, there's going to be that little stimulus of fun mm-hmm. and it's, <clears throat> there is a bit of an addictive quality to it. Mm-hmm. And it's much the same for Facebook interactions, social media interactions, things like that. So, in terms of, <laughs> I think it's probably easier for, you know, youth at the cub level to disengage versus mm-hmm. people who would be older, you know, mm-hmm. who've been marinating in it for longer. But at the same time, I don't want to say that as a, comp- as like a universal, because you can also get people who just, They hit a point where they're just like, I hate this. Yeah. Throw it away. That disgust point kicks in, right? Yeah. And they're just like, no, I'm just going to, I mean, gosh, that was me, right? Yeah. Like that's, that's one of the reasons I went back to iPhone. Yeah. Because, and you know, I mean, my Android phone had a great camera. Yeah. and I love taking pictures. Great camera, a lot of cool features, but I was just drowning in notifications. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And it had never really bothered me before. But it was just getting to this point now <clears throat> where it was silly. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I cannot keep up with this and I can't keep my focus. I grabbed the iPhone in part because the iPhone, unlike the Android, lets me split my notifications up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can now choose, okay, this app, this app can give me a banner in my notification dropdown, mm-hmm. you know, so that I can like preview a message or whatever. <clears throat> right. If,
1: should mm-hmm. I choose
0: to? Exactly. So like Email. Or text messages, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. things like that, that I um, probably want to glance at and maybe even respond to immediately, right? Facebook, I don't care. Facebook, give me a, Facebook can put a badge on the icon, right? Mm -hmm. So I can know that I have some stuff on Facebook that I can deal with when I have time, but I don't want a banner. I don't want the phone to buzz or make a sound. Mm -hmm. It's just when I open the, uh, when I open the phone up, And I see, oh, hey, there's my Facebook badge. And okay, there's a little badge on top of the icon. I don't have time for that right now. Mm -hmm. I'll come back later. Mm -hmm. There's stuff on Facebook that I'll want to look at, but it's not right in front of me. Mm -hmm. So it's just easier to say, yeah, later, later. And that was the big reason for going back to iPhone was just the much more granular control over what notifies me how. Because with Android, I didn't have that. With Android, it was all about the notifications banners. And if anything was going to badge, like put a little badge on an icon... It was only because there was also a banner. Mm. <clears throat> so I'm just, no, I couldn't do it. It was just too much. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, <clears throat> so yeah, you can hit that point where you're just like, this is just, I can't do this. Yeah. And then <clears throat> you're going to find a way. Yeah. Hopefully you're going to find a way. Whether that's throwing your phone away entirely or whether that's being just like, well, you know what? I'm going to switch to this other Solution that yeah. gives me tighter control. Yeah. <coughs> or disconnecting altogether. Exactly. Some, some people go down that road where it's exactly. just like, so you either want to, yeah, disconnect entirely or get control back. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> That's right. <coughs> and maybe, maybe scouting can play a part in that too for people, right? Yeah. And just help them appreciate <coughs> what's out there when you do disconnect, mm-hmm. even if only for a while. Mm-hmm.
1: Good conversation. Yeah. Uh, solid conversation.
0: That that went in some interesting directions. I like yes, that. Yes. <clears throat> um, Shout outs, shout outs. Do I got anything? Hang on here. Yeah, As sure. I I'm tap sure. it into my Kindle fire.
1: Um, I'm sure we have to thank... Uh...
0: Well, actually, before then, I do want to give a shout out oh. to the uh, 59th Greenfield Royal Gardens Scout Group's Green Scout Troop, because mm. we do have the two scout troops, yes. uh, who put on... The uh, the camp at Camp Woods for the Cub Scouts. Hooray. Um, they had a really darn good time of it. And the camp mostly went off without, uh, without significant issue. I think we had one scout get sick and that was about it. Mm. So good for them. Yeah, no, it went really well. Um, and then, yes, of course, as always, a big thank you to the folks at Scouting Radio for rebroadcasting Scouting Stuff episodes to their worldwide audience. And if you're listening to us on Scouting Radio right now, um, do let us know, reach out and get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. If you do want to do that, you can email us scouting stuff, podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at S S Y S K podcast. And we are on Facebook as well at um, facebook.com slash scouting stuff podcast. You can leave us a voice message. Uh, that's just go to scouting podcast.com and look for the, leave us a message link. Hmm. And if you are so inclined and you want to add to our overall visibility for those who come looking for us on various podcasting solutions, leave us a review. Leave us a review on iTunes especially. And uh, you know what? Increase our visibility. Exactly. And you know what? Even if you are are listening to us on Scouting Radio, um, do consider just subscribing to us either via iTunes or Google Play or TuneIn Radio or Stitcher. Because that also helps, right? You know, everything that, every every little thing that you know causes a a little bump in the metrics helps add to the visibility. Use the technology, (laughs) exactly. Use the technology. (laughs) Control the technology. Don't let it control you. All right. Well, thank you again for listening, and until next time, be prepared.